It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk cheese. Recorded live. All right, all right, all right. Today is Saturday, uh, April 6th, 2018. And uh, it is uh, session two of Happily Ever After for my sister, uh, Rita Fierro, uh, team one, team leader, partner. Because uh, I remember when I was the team one leader, my committed colleague was the previous quarter's team one leader. And so we were committed colleagues, right? So she would say, uh, we, we had the saying, team one leader, the team one leader, come in. <laughs> it was, it was yeah. so awesome. It was so awesome because there were some times when she, there was some times when it felt like she was the only one that believed in me. So, um, yeah, and then um, uh, and then she said uh, when she, her committed colleague was the previous team one leaders uh, as well in the, her quarter, and she said his, he told her, his job was to tell her, um, uh, you're doing a great job. That was the job. That was the role. You're doing a great job. <laughs> so I'm telling yeah. you that uh, you, you, you was doing a great job, and now you're going to be doing a great job in relationship. You're doing a great job. So Thank you. There you go. All right, good. So, um, so I know it's been a, a bit of time since we had our first session, so I want to hear uh, whatever has uh, gotten into you, stuck into you, any lessons, any uh, um you know, feedback, any uh, challenges, uh, breakdowns, blind spots, anything about what happened with session number one around knowing who you are? Yeah, I think I, I think the big thing has been just um, like just being between like, you know, as you said, like team one, team leader can't, you said something like you won't, you won't be able to be in a relationship where you don't have results because you get used to seeing yourself as someone who produces results. So, you know, although we completed marginally effective, but we were like effective. We had a high performing, we had, we came in powerful one week Yes. and we were effective and we were effective most of the quarter, but because of how the freaking game works, (laughs) like two weeks before it was like shoom. it was like the last week we started the week getting effective and I was like fuck <laughs> <laughs> and so we ended up at marginally effective which took a ton of work so there's still some pride there um, yeah. but I think what what I've witnessed if I'm still in conversations with my ex and um, what I've got what I've witnessed is just a lot more clarity in terms of who I am and what I want. And, and, and actually, quite honestly, clarity of what he wanted. Mm. Like, I was like, dude, you want, you want a woman who has dinner ready every night at 5 p.m.? That's not me. Like, that's not right. me. That's not right. who I am. Like, if you can't roll with the insane, you know, work schedule that I have, that is flexible, but, you know, sometimes gets particularly insane under deadlines. Like, I'm not the woman for you, dude. So, <laughs> so I think part, and I've said that, and I'm saying it multiple times, you know. So 
when he gets into the like you lost a good man, you're giving up on a good man, like all that, all that like talk. I'm yeah. like, dude, yes, and I'm not the woman for you. Right. It's not me you're looking for. And yeah. and being able to say that without significance, actually. Mm. Um, and then this morning I. I, I want to say something you, about that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you go, yes. before you go, I want to say something about that. What I just got, I never, I never thought about what I'm about to say before because I never heard some. I don't remember anybody saying what you just said before, right? So one of the things about learning is that when somebody says something you never thought about before, all of a sudden you start thinking a new thought or come from a new place, right? So that's one of the great things about being around, you know, uh, empowering people and all of that stuff. But when he was saying, you know. Um, uh, what was the term that he would say? Um, um, uh, you, you lost know, a you, good man is what he you lost says, a good man. says oh. all the time. Yeah, so what he's doing is he's just wanting you to do what he wants you to do. Exactly. I'm very aware of that. Right, and but see, actually the, because of your awareness of that, you actually uh, gave me that as a tool to help other people with that same statement because, first off, I, I, I don't remember hearing any women in uh, coaching conversations say that their guy was saying that. I never would say that. But that was my attitude, but I wasn't going to waste my breath saying it when I was talking to somebody because, like, oh, you can't figure it out? Fine. I'm not even going to talk to you. I'm, I'm over here now, you know, because I know I could be over here. That's how it is for me, right? But hearing you say that, I'm like, that's almost a con artist line, almost. Not quite and not intentionally. But it's like to bring you back. Wow. At yeah. the emotional level. Wow, that's, that's heavy. So I just wanted to let you know that I got that, and I'm like, thank you, because uh, now I can share yeah. that with other folks when I hear it, you know? Well, and, and I think what happens is that the more I do my work, and, and this is like, of course, the work with you and the work with my work is kind of all a mix because it's happening in a similar stage in my life. Yeah. Um, but so I can't kind of discern where I'm there, so I'm kind of sharing with you where I am. Um so what's the, the clarity is that um, I know exactly what he was like. He broke up with me because, like, the morning in the week that I was handing in my draft manuscript to my agent, like my third manuscript to my agent, which was just, like, it was a miracle. It took me, like, I think eight years to do the first manuscript, mm. a year to take the second. I cranked out the third one in two months on mm. team, right? So wow. just doing, like, I was doing this incredible strife, and because he's not in my world and he's really taken in his own, he didn't get, like, the magnitude of what I was trying to do. So when he asked me to take him to the train station that morning and I said, no, I'm in my writing time and I have to, like, finish what I'm doing, like, he yes. took it personally and all that, right? And then came back home, and it was like, oh, my God. And he said we were going to have dinner together, and there's no dinner ready. And I was like, yeah, we're going to have dinner together. Did not mean I was cooking, like, this week. And mm. so what was interesting is that I just – I got very present that the whole you didn't take me to the train station, you don't care about me, I'm the last. I am so unimportant to you that, like, you're not willing to do the smallest thing for me. Like, that's the, that's the story, right? And I hear very loud and clear, it was, I want you to drop everything for me whenever I ask you to. Like, that right. was actually the request. 
And it wasn't made explicitly, of course, but he will also never admit that that's what he wants. He wants a woman who's willing to drop everything for him when he wants it. And that's not a woman who has her own profession and who's running three businesses. Like, that's a woman who's a housewife, who's totally devoted to her husband. And so I think what I've gotten clear about is that there are women out there for whom that works. And it's not me. Right. And so being willing to actually just say that and say, listen, dude, no, no, believe me, I've been with you. You don't want me. You're just hurting because you don't have me. Right. And because we had some good things. We had some good things, and it hurts. And I get that it hurts, and I'm sorry you're hurting, but you really don't want me. Because had you wanted me, like, I'm very clearly not to have dinner ready every night at 5 a.m. Like, that's not who I am as a woman. So right. if you if you think for even a second you're getting that, like, I mean, that's honestly why, a big reason why I'm single, because a lot of guys want that. Right. Right? So yeah. um, anyway, so I think so, the clarity is just being able to say, you know, I'm not the woman who's going to bow to that. Right. And I see the manipulation, but I don't even have to, like, get into a conversation about it. Right. Because he, he either doesn't see it or he wants to pretend he doesn't know what he's doing. But it doesn't matter either way. It's just that I'm not that woman. Right. And um, and today when I was doing, the last thing I'll say is when I was doing the must-have list, I had, I had a must-have list, and then this morning I decided to create it anew in preparation. Yes. Um, and I just saw, I was like, oh, my God. Like, like <laughs> Why do we do this shit to ourselves? Um, I know, I know it's the clarity, but anyway, yeah, he's 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 got a lot of things missing from my must-have list. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of my deal breakers and my red flags, and um, and there's someone I'm interested in who is also very emotionally unavailable, and like who who is present when he's present, but isn't present a lot. And so I realized that one of the must-have list thing was that I'm a priority, which mm. doesn't mean I'm the center of your world because I, I don't want right. that right. Uh, because I, I put, like, this is what I put for a must-have list. Like, know their own purpose or have their own drive, career, or passions. Accept my professional life and support it. Accept my spiritual practices and support them. Um, share some kind of shared ritual. Like it doesn't have to be ritual in a religious sense. Like it could be like having breakfast, uh, like a certain, but some kind of shared ritual. Um, lots of touch. Um, sex is creativity and discovery. Intimacy expands gradually, not one step forward and ten back. Which is what my ex has done forever. Um, kindness, giving each other kindness and the benefit of the doubt. Things improve after we talk. Yes. We're vulnerable and authentic each other, wants to have raised children, and we have fun and laugh together. Love it. Great. Clarity. It, it, it almost doesn't matter what it is that you're saying as long as what you're present to, what you need, you're clear about it, and, and those things move relationships forward. That's yeah. really... That's all what I saw when I wrote that message. It's like just the talking makes things better. That's all. Even yeah. a teeny tiny bit better. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, like, for example, I learned something this week, right? So one of my things is um, 
I must have a woman that wants to make a difference with me the way I want to make it. So they don't have to do it the way I do it, right? They could be somebody that's like a co-creator of my content. They could be somebody who's the, the, the business person. They could be my agent. They could just be taking care of the house so I can go out and run and do what I got to do, right? I don't care as long as they feel like what they're doing is helping me move forward and we're playing this game together and that's their partner, right? You could re- you could invent whatever game you want to play. I don't care. I'm cool with that, right? But now, um, so one of the things for me is like I really want I really would love it's not a must have but I would love it if I was with somebody who likes to you know who who I could have intelligent conversations about I could have epiphany conversations because I start talking about this kind of stuff and all of a sudden my brain says oh my god I never thought of that before and I could create something with it right so I want somebody I can do that with it's not a must have but it's a highly desired thing because you know like that but I was like if that, if I get somebody like that. That's, that's actually going to be foreplay because we're going to have these brainiac conversations, create these new distinctions, and then I'm going to grab her by the arm or the leg, and I'm going to drag her into bed. We're going to have sex, right? So that's my thing, right? <laughs> it's like foreplay, right? But now this week when I learned staying over here with, with Eddie that his wife loves cooking, and she's great at it. And she's like, she, she just wants you to be happy with the food she provides. I'm like, there's so much love in it. I'm like, that's number two now. If she could cook like that, that's going after we eat, we're gonna have sex immediately because I'm gonna be like feeling the love from the food. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like allowing a woman to love you. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I love yeah. you so much. Come here, honey. I got to hug you. I got to kiss you. I got to do you, you know, like like that. So I just learned that this week. I did not know that was in me. But, man, I'm, I'm present to any kind of love that could drop on me that way that I actually enjoy too because it's one thing to have them hit you with love, but you also got to love what they're hitting you with. See, that's the other thing, and you just you just highlight another must-have for me. So the guy that I told you who's, like, present when he's present but not very present, yeah. Um, he won't let me cook for him. Mm. He won't let anyone cook for him. Yeah, I'm he won't let anyone cook for him, actually. He won't let his own mama cook for him, which almost had me not go on a second date with him. And, then I, and in some ways, yeah. in some ways, I, like, I wish I had listened to that initial instinct. It's like, if your mama don't cook for you, I don't know. I don't know that I can do that. Um... And, like, people made fun of me because I was saying that was my deal breaker. But, like, allowing allow, – I'm very nurturing. So allowing mm. me to nurture, like, it's gotcha. really weird to have this – I mean, I love, you know, being nurtured and adored and all that yummy stuff. But, like, if it's not – if there's no space for me to reciprocate, yeah. it's really weird for someone who's as nurturing as I am. Yeah. I get it. I get it. All right, so uh, keeping it moving, what else do uh, you want to share? Um, That's you know, it. You got a That's lot what going. I got. Okay. All right, so, um, so so what I want you to know is that uh, you really got um, knowing knowing yourself, knowing who you are. You really resolved that. I mean, you know, there's always going to be something that you're going to learn new about yourself. There's always going to be something, okay? But what there's also going to be is – um, you're always going to um, know who you are fundamentally. This is why the principles are so important. You know, I don't know how much work you did with the principles, right? But um, when you when you the principles the, came pretty the principles came pretty fast to me. I didn't feel the need to revise them. Good, 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 good. Um, yeah. So I when you know I your can principles, tell you what I did. Okay, great. 
when you know your principles, you know who you are. And so when things change, you're still being your principles. Circumstances may change, but as long as you're still being your principles, then, you know, that's pretty much all there is to talk about. You know, I mean, that's how you know who you are. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So here were the principles I put forth were authenticity. Are you there? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Authenticity, freedom, power, healing, grace, inspiration, community, connection, justice, and kindness. Okay. Great. So those are your... Okay. So there's there's one other thing about awareness. Um, I have been trying still to enroll him into doing forum. And it was interesting that the last time we spoke, um, what he said he yearned for was a community of artists that at some point he had, um, but since he's been disconnected from his art, he doesn't have his community of artists anymore. And it's really fascinating because that was one of the big beasts with him, that like, oh, you know, you put more time in your community than you do in me, you're not really into your man enough, and and I was like, well, my community reminds me of who I am, so if you're telling me to not be around my community, you're asking me to forget who I am, and that's not happening. Um, and so what I realized is that was just fucking jealousy. I mean, I knew it was, he was jealous of me, but what I didn't realize is that he's jealous of, of me having community because that's actually something he wants, but it's also something he's scared of. So anyway, that was the whole thing that came up. That's so awesome because people who know who they are, they cannot stand being in a relationship with somebody who does not. And I'm hearing you like, oh, no, I can't do this no more. I'm hearing that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> like yeah. People who don't know yeah. who they are, right? People who do Thank not you for know who they are. Me of that. Thank you yeah. for reminding me of that. Because he, yeah. part of the drama has been that, um, I haven't shared this with you, but, all right, here we go. Toad. Yeah. Okay, so I'm actively pursuing having a child on my own. Okay. And it's driving him crazy because, like, now he's at the place where, you know, he's really gotten – I've been saying this for the whole year, right? So I said to him immediately, look, if our, if our relationship doesn't work, I'm going to go like this alone. Um, but he didn't take me seriously until I actually started trying and told him. Um, and so what's interesting is that um, – now he's in this place where he's like, oh, my God, I'll be your donor. I'll do anything. I'll do anything for you. And I was like, no, no, you're not going to do that. Right. <laughs> like, no, because what I'm, what I'm present to, one, is that he's coming from a place of fear. It's just like yeah. fear to see me with someone else's child. And right. two, um, the clarity that I have is just like, no, dude, like emotionally you couldn't handle being in a relationship and trying for it to have a child could you just, like, it's going to drive you mad. Yeah. And have it, like, with generosity. Like, not where I'm making him wrong because he's not something or not something else, but recognizing, listen, this person does not have the emotional capacity to deal with the stress, would deal with right. the stress of, yeah. one, working on it, and, two, actually, like, getting to the point of having, of, like, have, making it work outside of a committed relationship. It was yeah. like, no, 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 we're not, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. And you're right. That has come the clarity of, like, no, you, you actually don't know yourself enough to right. have a child with me. Right. And what it would mean to have a child with me. 
you right. So here's something else you need well, to thank know. Thank you for that. Here's something else you need to know. You ready? I'm ready. A person who doesn't know who they are is not capable of being fully mature yet. Yeah, I'm very clear about that. Yeah, so if somebody doesn't know you who they are... To tell, you just have to, like, when you send me your email, I just yeah. need you to write that down in, like, 30 font. <laughs> and if you want to text... And if you want to text, and if you want to text it to me two or three times between now and next time we meet, you'll do me a huge favor. Okay. Because I'm, I'm basically dealing with a man child, and I'm sitting here yes. going, "How the hell have I been attached to this man child for nine years?" Honestly, right, because you've been terrible. a you've been a woman child the whole time, and now you're no longer. Yeah. Because yeah, you was a match. You, you two was a match for each other, even though you wasn't a match for each other. You understand? I do. Yeah, I'll yeah. take I take responsibility for that. Yeah, yeah. See, see, a yeah. mature person, a person who knows who they are, and a mature person, both would not know this, would not take responsibility for it. So I'm going to say something else now that that is extra credit for you, uh, extra bonus for you that has nothing to do with this program, but I highly recommend it for the rest of your life. You ready? I'm ready. Great. It's a book. It's on the recording, so you ain't got to write it down, but it's good if you do. Uh, the book is called Power Versus Force by David R. Hawkins. Oh, I have that book. Yeah, well, now's a good time to read it because you don't, if you listen to this recording and you start looking at that book, you'll be able to hear different levels of consciousness. You'll be able to hear his level of consciousness versus yours, for example. Oh, okay. Okay, thank you for that. You yeah. know, it's funny because my Reiki teacher told me to read it decades ago. Yeah, well, maybe not decades. Definitely uh, a few years. Yeah. Okay, I'll be happy to read it. Yeah, 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 I have it. Yeah, you'll be able to hear, if you just listen to this recording, forget about anything you're thinking and you're experiencing. If you just listen to this recording and then you start looking at, listening to what he's saying and start reading the different levels of consciousness, you'll hear where he's at. And he's okay. below 200 on the map of consciousness. Gotcha. So, All right, okay. I'll take right, that great. on. You're going to write it in my notes though, right? Uh, I wasn't going to write it in your notes, but I'll probably text it to you. Email. Because it's not a... Okay. Yeah. Okay, great. So uh, that means I'll have to listen to this recording and then get it to you. But, uh, okay, so no, that's fine. No, I mean I when it. you send – no, no, what I mean is when you send me the recording yes. in that email, can you just write what you just told me before, which is a person yeah, who wanna... doesn't know themselves is not capable of being mature and power yes. versus force. Cause okay, what, great. Likely what I'm going to do is I'll come back to these emails time and time again. Yes, so that'll just be a reminder for me, right, if you don't right, mind. Thank you. Don't mind. That's all mine. That's Thank you, Tony. I appreciate it. Thank you and, for and supporting my learning. And 30-point type. I got it. <laughs> 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 okay. Okay. So uh, have you figured out what your highest aspirations for being in a relationship is yet? Because that's the number one thing you need to figure out anyhow. Yeah, I, I know. And I know that you said it has to be one out of the five, but I'm very clear. There, there are three for me. There are three. So um, parents and family is a priority for me. Um, mm -hmm. Making a difference is a priority for me. And mm -hmm. I don't know that it's a joint. Like, I think I could actually make a relationship work where I'm the one making a difference and the other person kind of has more um, self-fulfilling um, goals. Like, yes. that would be fine. So I think yes. making a difference is definitely a priority for me. It doesn't have to be the priority for the relationship. Um, yes. And spiritual pursuits 
has to be there as well. Got it. Um, so here's yeah. so here's the deal. Here's the deal. So, so it's like priority is parents and family right now for the mm-hmm. for the relationship. Priority right. is parents and family, and uh, with some spiritual touch and some making a different touch. Okay. Kind of like that. So now, so now what I will say is. Um, what you're distinguishing is your life purpose versus your relationship purpose. Exactly, yes. Yeah, so knowing those two, what you want to focus on when you're looking at relationships is your relationship purpose, your highest aspiration for your relationship. So, yeah, you're clear to make a difference, but you don't need to have somebody that wants to make a difference with you, right? Yeah, it could happen, but that's yeah. I don't think that's the only possibility. Right, but that's not, that's not a must-have. It's a nice-to-have, right? no. Yeah, it would right. be. It's a nice to have for me. Yeah. Right. Right. What about spirituality? Is that also a nice to have, or is that a must have? Because I know parenthood is a must have. Yeah, parenthood is a must have, and I think spiritual some level of spirituality is a must have for me. Um, but like spirituality could also be like self development through landmark. It's just like some level of a, of spiritual awareness is a must have for me. Um, okay. And. But but it's to me sometimes it's more about how the person walks in the world than how they see. You know what I mean? Like yeah. So the person I was sharing with you that I that I like went on two dates with, like he does not have like a spiritual framework in his mind, but he's like the kindest person I know. Got it. So in 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 a way that does that is like a a spiritual approach to life for me because it is a it's a approach of like devotion and service mm-hmm. even if it's not completely it like comes from a different place got it so it's more okay. like those core like core values of like self-development and service like that yes. spirituality for me in relationship mm-hmm. okay all right cool i got it i got it i got it um, all right, cool. So I just wanted to check in with that because you need to be clear about that because if you're talking with somebody who's not that or you can't tell that they're not that or you can't tell that they are, you just set yourself up for a problem. And I know you know I how know. to handle that now. I did. Ah. I did do that, didn't I? I know, I know. <laughs> the contradiction. I was hoping to, I was trying to slide by with it. I'm sorry. It was very slimy. Ah. Well, um, that's... You gotta handle your own business because otherwise you you be slimy with me, but you'll be miserable with you. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. Right. Okay, so just yeah, I think I have to. I think I have to get clearer with myself around that. Yeah. Well, maybe this session will help you a little bit more. Maybe I don't know. Uh, maybe some of the uh, further sessions will help you. Um, you know, we'll see. So, uh, but uh, uh, what I want to say about that. Um, yeah, so, so today we're going to be dealing with gender differences. This might help you a little bit or a lot get there. But um, ultimately, I, I want you to consider this. Let me just throw this out there. I want you to consider the possibility that adventure is your highest aspiration for being together with somebody. And parenthood is a form of adventure, and spirituality is a form of adventure. But adventure is the thing. Consider that as a possibility, right? Look at that. Yeah, I, 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 can, I dig that. I, yeah, I like, can see that. 
Yeah, like you're like, like oh, I'm fun and excitement and and, and 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 you know changing things up and here's something new and all of that stuff and you get yeah, the freedom to move around, three right? Countries at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yes. Yeah. So consider that uh, that adventure is your highest aspiration for being in a relationship. Look That's at interesting. It. Yeah, I, I'm going to look at it because I do think I have an adventurous approach to parenthood. Like I don't yeah. see parenthood as like settling down and knowing myself right. and my partner's right. And I do the, the adventure. adventure. The, yeah. the big adventure part for me is also. Sorry if I'm interrupting you, Tony. I'm just really passionate about oh. this stuff. Um, yeah. And the big uh, adventure, I think, part for me is that. Um, like, I don't know how, I, I get that traditionally relationships are one person subduing their lives to the other, and I don't think it has to be that way, and I'm, like, nope. committed to finding a way to do it in a different way, but to right. me, that's an adventure, because I don't have any models outside of, like, the three or four couples who I think are happily married in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't really have experience of people who haven't put themselves aside for their partner. Well, you won't get that by the end of this uh, program. <laughs> For sure. Personalized, not just, you know, you know, right. And just just in full transparency, because it feels a little awkward to not share this with you since you're talking about gender differences, just so you know, I'm bi. So I'm not necessarily looking for a man. It could be a man or a woman. Okay. I'm, mono- I'm monogamously bi. Okay, got so, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm happy for you. There's more choices. You know. <laughs> yeah, technically. <laughs> yeah, technically. I used yeah. to think that. I used to think that. Then I figured out the percentages, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> no, because you have to take out the men who think being bi is you're going to have a threesome, so they're not available. <laughs> and then you have to take out the women who are freaked out by the fact that you have dated, that you still date men. And then you have to, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't quite work out. I used to think it was 50-50, but it's not. It's not 50 oh This is hilarious. It doesn't mean that all the men and all the women are available to you. And, of course, the men who like men don't even see you. So it's, yeah. It's so you, so... You, you have my condolences. <laughs> oh, my God. I never knew that, but this is great. See, this is this one of the reasons why I love what I do because I learn something new from my clients. And I tell coaches. Oh, coaches, yeah. Oh, my God. There are lesbian somebody, women who are like, if you have ever tried the male genitals, they're like, I, it disgusts me. Get the fuck out of my face. Like, you have no idea. And there's a whole trend of that. Oh, yeah. gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. On behalf okay. of everybody, I'm sorry. Okay, great. Okay, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I just had to tell you because I'm like, you know, these there's these two things that are contributing majorly to my choice of a partner, and it was, didn't make sense to not share them with you. Yeah, I totally get it. That's a new way of looking at it. I, I, I should know. I mean, really, you know, I can get that. But all right, cool. So, um, so we're gonna go now into session two, which is, uh, um, you know, the five biggest problem areas to get in the way of relationships is not knowing who we are, who you are, which you clearly transform that oh my god if you get nothing else you're already good um number two um uh, not understanding gender differences that's what we're going to talk about today number three not managing emotions which is not the same thing as not knowing how to manage emotions and not even bothering to manage your emotions uh number four is uh structural uh, the breakdowns in other words making sure your needs are met and dealing with surprises shock and all that other stuff 
And then um, miscommunication, which is number five. Even though people be like, no, that's the biggest, most important thing in a relationship. No, that's actually the most important thing to do in relationships, not um, not the most important thing about relationships. So uh, we're going to talk about uh, not understanding gender differences. So I'm going to do some reading for a little bit. And, uh, and uh, you know, if you have to, if you want, you know, let me know, hey, wait a minute, can you read that again? Or what did you mean? Or could you do whatever, right? So uh, I'm going to go through uh, three pieces here. Uh, and if I feel like I, like I need to stop, I will. Otherwise, I'm going to try to just, just go in because I think you'll be able to get it, okay? And just so, one one check. Is background noise bothering you or are you okay? Because I'm not yeah, I'm muted. Good. I'm good. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Go ahead. Okay. Why not understanding gender differences is such a huge problem for any type of relationship? Number one, I got three answers here, by the way. It's probably. 333,000 answers, but I'm going to talk about three, okay? <laughs> so <laughs> there is a real difference. There's a real difference between how men and women see the world, and if that's ignored, you'll be blindsided by those differences. You'll wonder where the mix-ups in your communication came from, why people don't think the way you do, and a thousand other issues. Number one. Number two, excuse me, most people have both masculine and feminine aspects to their personality, and understanding Hallelujah. both aspects... Right, <laughs> and understanding both aspects allows us to connect with others more completely. Mm. And number three, yeah, right, right. The more you see, you know, you recognize, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. With you. Yeah. With gotcha. You. Number three, not understanding the differences preventing prevents us from knowing ourselves. We learn who we are, not about gender differences, but just fundamentally who we are. We learn who we are in many ways by understanding others in comparison. It's not that you compare yourself to others. It's more like others help us define who we are by continuously noticing what's not us. So to give you a specific example, if you have children, you'll see that they do stuff that's not like you, stuff that you would not even be interested in, which, but you never thought about it until you saw them do it. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like you can't know what cold is if you don't know what hot is. You can't know yeah. what up is if you don't know what down is. And so the comparison teaches you who you are. So um, uh, that's why not understanding gender differences is such a huge problem. Now, here's the number one difference between men and women. The number one difference between men and women is that men need to feel successful and experience being successful, and women need to feel safe and feel secure. This knowledge cannot be thought of, kept in mind of, or spoken of too much because it's the air men and women breathe. You can keep this in mind for the rest of your life and speak about it for five hours a day, and you'll still miss out on the implications of this fact. Men want to be successful, which is not the same as men want to win. Winning implies losing, whereas success implies everyone wins. In fact, it's one of the hallmarks of a mature male versus an immature male. The mature male wants everyone to be happy, to succeed, and to win, whereas the immature male only wants to win at whatever is important to him. If you're in a relationship with a man and you're not doing everything in your power to have him experience being successful, you may as well begin your countdown on how long it will take before the relationship ends. If, on the other hand, you're in a relationship with a woman, this could be family, work, or romantic, and she isn't feeling safe and secure around you, don't expect her to be happy around you or because of you. Expect to be overwhelmed by the intensity of her emotional outburst because when mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. 
<laughs> women don't care about winning anywhere near as much as men do, but then again, men don't care about anywhere as much about safety and security as women do. Regardless of sexual orientation, I'm glad I kept it in there. Uh, by the way, when I first did this program, I did it for somebody that was on team, Philly, who was on team one, and he was using me as a, as a game in the world to take care of some of his, uh, take care of his community, of gay guys and women. And um, I ended up doing a program, I ended up doing this program. I created this program for his game in the world. And two of the people that, two of the people in the program got married. The two, the two ladies that stayed in there the whole time, they both married. Well, one is married and one is one is engaged to be married. Um, you oh, probably okay. know one of them. Her name is uh, 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 Becky. No, I don't know Becky. All right. Uh, you know somebody named Sanjeev? Um, Gardner? What's his last name? No, no, no. San, I think it's Sanjeev Singh. Uh, anyhow, um, they, no, they're... Uh, they're oh, uh, I heard of Sanjeev. I heard of Sanjeev, but I don't know him. Yeah, okay, okay, good. Yeah. So uh Becky, she she and him has been engaged for about a year and change. They're about ready to do something. But uh I, they was in wisdom and uh anyhow, um she's one of the the, the the two the two ladies that, you know, got completely happy with their relationship and stuff. So uh, because of this program here on the beta test version. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, love it. So um Yeah, so um regardless of sexual orientation, the more you understand and learn about women the more you'll come to understand yourself in particular and men in general, um, and vice versa. The contrast between how they think and how you think, how you act versus how they act, why you do what you do versus why they do what they do is of tremendous value of, to you if you're curious enough to find out. Matter of fact, it's valuable to you whether you pay attention to it or not. For example, the more a woman expresses her feelings, the more you'll be able to understand your own if you seek that understanding out. So, throughout our lives, we learn things in a number of different ways. For example, being informed by teachers, parents, etc. Personal experience, empirical evidence. I put quotes on empirical, as in whatever that is. <laughs> Curiosity, necessity, instinct, examination, repetition, observation, revelation, mistakes, comparison. As you can see, there are plenty of vehicles that can and will teach humans that are effective. When it comes to dealing with gender differences, the biggest learning vehicles are the following. Comparison, observation, curiosity. Let me explain it really quickly. Uh, comparison. One of the top benefits of understanding gender differences is how it helps us to understand ourselves in comparison to others whether they're the same gender as we are or the opposite. However, if you don't remain open-minded to the possibility that you can become a better human being by understanding others, you'll miss out on this opportunity. So, for example, I know men that are, that are homophobic. They're like, oh, no, get these guys out of here. But if you watch them, you see how feminine they are. They will teach you something about women, teach them something about women. They're not going to go there. They're not giving themselves the opportunity to do that. Um, for example, I mean, there's lots more, but I'll just stick it right there. Next is observation. Uh, there's a saying I learned from Neil Donald Walsh, the author of Conversations with God. In the absence of that which you are not. That which you are not. Becomes that who you which you are, are is not. <laughs> right. 
You know that one, huh? Yeah, say it again, though. Yeah, in the absence of in the absence of that which you are not, that which you are dot 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 is not. So you know, in the absence of cold, there's no hot. In the absence of tall, there's no short. We talked about that already. All of our choices are a reflection of what represents who we are and what we want versus not who we are and not what we want. It's in the choices we make that we that define who we are, and in curiosity. You have to work real hard to not be curious. You actually have to stop being curious. You don't have to, like, cause yourself to be curious. You're naturally curious. But if you already think you know everything, you won't be curious, and then you'll miss out on what you can learn in that moment. So one of the things I, I uh, live by, I, I just love this. I, I'll say it almost every day, I think, nowadays, is uh, I cannot wait to find out how much smarter I'm going to be two weeks from now. <laughs> so I, I'm so curious. I'll open my eyes and see what can I learn right now. I'm like a five-year-old or a three-year-old. I think a five-year-olds are probably the most curious, but I don't know for sure. You know, I just know that I'm like my eyes are open. I want to know everything, like all the time, because I never know. Because here's the reason. One of the reasons why I'm so curious personally. See, until humans know how to create grass from scratch, until humans know how to uh, control the weather, until humans can get to the next solar system or the next galaxy, it's not, we, it's, those are indications that we are not that smart yet. We may be intelligent, but we're not that informed or wise yet. Until we all so, figure out a society where we can all thrive, how about that one? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, I didn't even want to go there. That's like, that's even harder than, it seemed like it's harder than going to another I don't, I don't think it is. I know, I'm just, <laughs> we're on the same page with that, really, you know, I mean, that's why I do what I do, yeah. you know. So, um, yeah. but I'm saying that because we don't know how to do those things, it's, that means that we don't know everything. We don't know everything. We don't know how the solar system got started. We don't know everything. So, like, for me... Every piece of information I get is bringing me that much closer to being able to uh, make a difference because that's what I'm committed to. But it's also, like, satisfying, like, wow, I know something else. I actually experience more wisdom like that. You know, it's, it's, it's fulfilling for me. But, but the thing is that I know I can't know everything. I, there's, a, there's a joke that I, re- I heard one time where this guy was talking to God. said, God, you ain't all that smart. I could do anything you want. You could do. And I could do anything. God said, yeah, okay, great. Uh, he said, "Well, why don't you create a why don't you create a human being?" He said, "Fine." And then he went to go um, to go get some dirt, right? Some some you know like God did. And God said, "Wait a minute! Oh no no no! Get your own dirt." <laughs> I created that dirt. Get your own dirt, right? So where's he going to get dirt from if it's not if he can't get it on planet Earth, right? <laughs> Make sense? Absolutely. <laughs> so, so that's why curiosity is so important because you don't know what you're going to learn with curiosity. Like you can you can study books, but you don't know what life is going to give you. A uh, last thing I'll say about this is I recently realized that you know I, I, I realized why I was kind of like I don't know if I would call it annoyed but resistant to hearing coaches talk about how much you got to focus on questions. It's like you know for me a, to a hammer everything looks like a nail. So for coaches. The hammer, no, the nail is questions. No, the hammer is questions. And so they use the hammer of questions on everything about coaching, right? But there's more to coaching than that. And what I just got this week, 
is the school of hard knocks, right? Life, right? Life don't ask you no questions. You know what life does? Life just does what it does, and then you got to figure it out on your own. (laughs) I bring that up because one of my favorite practices as a coach is to drop information on people and then sit there and let them sort it out for themselves, and then I help them sort it out. Because uh, you know, if I try to ask you a bunch of questions, you may never come to that conclusion that we're talking about, that I know you need because I can see you missing it because I have the expertise in that area. So dropping information is e- equally important to uh, coaching and making a difference with people as asking them questions. They're both valuable. I'm not saying, you know, dropping science is more valuable than, than asking questions, but they're equally valuable depending on who's there and what you, how you, what's the best way to get through to them. You know what I mean? Like you got to really be paying attention to that. So, you know, having this conversation about curiosity, um, you know, is a, uh, uh, you know, allowed me to bring that up. And since, you know, you're coaching in the TMLP uh, team, team two, right? Uh, I'm not team two. I'm team one. I love it. You guys team are playing that trick again. Uh, team one, no, four. To four. <laughs> you're playing uh, the listening trick on me. Uh, I, I know, know I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but let me, but let, I will say this also, just because since you brought that up, the way you brought it up, I will just say that Team 2 is a lot easier than Team 1 and a lot more fun in my opinion. But that's just me. I'm just saying. All right, uh, next. Keep it in moving in. All right. So we, we, <laughs> so we talked about why it's the biggest problem. And we talk about um, the number one difference between, uh, you know, uh, um, men and women so you can actually be present to it. And uh, now what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about uh, how to handle this problem. So there's the problem called I don't understand y'all. Y'all don't understand me, right? There's that problem. So now once you understand that you really got to be paying attention and how to learn how to understand the other person, the next thing you do is to understand how relationships are designed so that you can work with each other together. Because here's the deal. There's uh, two main ways that I know of to help people uh, to, to, for people to get along with each other um, with the gender differences issue. They can either understand how the opposite sex thinks or they can understand how to work with the opposite sex. What I have observed over a lifetime is that there are very few people that understand the way the opposite sex thinks, and that may not still be enough, but it can be. Like, I understand the opposite sex enough that I get into a relationship, I'll be able to tell whether I'm dealing with the right person, and then I'll be able to tell how to get on her page and all that stuff. So I understand that. But most people that's been married 30, 40, 50 years, and they still hold their hands like they're in high school going to the prom, they haven't figured out how to figure out the opposite sex. What they have learned is how to work with the opposite sex. What I do that gets the opposite sex to do stuff, that's not, that's not intellectual analysis. That is practices, procedures, policies, kind of like that, actions, habits, rituals. You follow what I'm saying? Oh, you must be on mute. Yeah, I just have you muted. I do. Okay. But that makes sense, correct? Yes, it does. Okay, great, great. So, yeah, so we're going to be talking about how to work with the opposite sex because it's way quicker (laughs) than that other stuff. It can take us a year to figure out that other stuff, I swear to God, man. But, uh, um, yeah, so we're going to talk about uh, 
understanding the nature of relationships and how to use them. So relationships are a lot simpler than we think they are. Once you know who you are, then the next thing to do is to know how to deal with the nature of relationships, and we're going to talk about that. As a matter of fact, what I'm about to talk about is the beginning of the next three topics, uh, uh, next three sessions. So the nature of relationships is that relationships are three-dimensional. There's three parts to a relationship. There's you, there's your partner, and then there's the space in between called the relationship. Each entity in the relationship needs to be nurtured but in different ways. Each partner needs to nurture the three entities in different ways. So women need to nurture the relationship first, her partner second, herself third. And I say third, I emphasize third. I demand that it's third because that means it's not last. Women treat themselves to, to have the last. No, third. Everything else is fourth. Okay, <laughs> so that's that. Men have to handle the three different parts in a different priority order. Men need to take care of their partner first, the relationship second, and then himself third. So men understand, I'll be third. We don't have no problem with that. We don't think of it in those terms, but we're like, I'll take care of myself, no problem. So I'll, let me take care of everything else. And I'll make sure, I mean, I'm clear, I'm going to take care of myself. We can take care of ourselves almost in our sleep, so we don't worry about, oh, hopefully I'm not taking care of myself. We don't, we don't have to go there. It's just uh, natural. We're naturally designed to take care of ourselves. we just designed that way. So let me uh, explain to you um, how uh, to work with these three entities by starting with the ladies first. So women should take care of the relationship first, then him second, then her third. And then, you know, you can take care of the kids fourth, even though it may look like you take care of the kids first. Um, you know, job, house, whatever. So women have a need to feel safe and secure. So what serves her part of the relationship is to take care of the relationship first and foremost. Taking care of him is important. But taking care of the relationship is more important because men generally don't know how to take care of the relationship anywhere near as much as women do. Women focus on feelings, intimacy, and, and communication. Whereas men, with their need for, for being successful, are naturally more focused on making things happen and being the hero, protecting you and all of that, whether they're conscious or not. This is the main, but far from being the only reason why women serve their relationship and partner best, by taking care of the needs of the relationship, the communication, you know, all of that. Now, men, men need to take care of their partner first, the relationship second, and then himself third. For men, their job and natural abilities point them in a the direction of making sure things are working. That means watching their woman to see that she's being taken care of, that she's taking care of herself, and that she's happy in addition to feeling safe and secure. Men don't have the same need for communication and intimacy as women do. When needed, they need it completely, but not as often as women do. Uh, this doesn't apply to sex. Uh, that's not uh, the same thing as intimacy, though it promotes it and forwards it, and men want sex. So <laughs> if, women, if there's any woman on the planet that didn't know that, men want sex. It's the same. Like we're bees, y'all are flowers, and that's what we do. You know. <laughs> Matter of fact, 
if we actually saw that about us between, you know, how we operate, I think there'd be a lot more peace to the planet if we just saw that. Like, if you look at all the other um, um, species and how the men and women, males and females operate with, it, with each other, within each other, I think humans would actually be happier and have less fights and problems and stuff. But anyhow, that's just my opinion. I'm going to keep it going here. All right, so because of this, he can take his eyes off of the relationship, off the emotions, the intimacy, the communication, but he can never, ever, 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 ever take his eyes off his woman. Because the moment she realizes this, she'll feel hurt, unimportant, and scared because she knows he's not watching out for what could go wrong. That means he's not on duty. That means he can't possibly keep her feeling or in actuality safe and secure. That doesn't work. He needs to take care of her first, do the best he can in contributing to the relationship side, and then take care of himself. Most men take care of them near knees in their sleep, so it's no big deal for them to leave themselves last, but they'll never ignore themselves completely. Anything you want to say about what I just said? Give me one second. No, give me one second. All right. I wish I had like a one-liner joke, but I don't got that. I'm sorry. I'm picking up my car, and it's still dirty, so give me one second. All right. Just fill in in the space, you know, so that you don't have to deal with the silence when this is a recording later. You sit in there and you fall asleep because you had two minutes of silence and then you missed the rest of the recording. You don't want to do that. Uh-huh. So I'm, um, well, I, I think my, my major question is, like, if this, both people are doing this at the same time, I get how it can work. But, like, if the woman's putting herself third and her partner's not putting her first, it doesn't work. That's correct. That's why you want a mature man, because a mature man knows he got to keep his eyes on you. He may not, have been, may not have been taught that, but he knows he needs to do that. He needs to protect you from yourself. Because you don't focus on getting things done. You all focus on feeling good. We focus on getting things done. So we will continue to do that. Man can see when you all are acting crazy. We can see when y'all don't know what the hell y'all talking about. We don't. We kick our mouth shut because we don't want you jumping on us, right? <laughs> so the smartest guy. No, guys, but it's like the the thing about like putting ourselves third. Like that's that's almost triggering for me because I feel like I've always come last in relationships, and so I work hard at actually not putting myself last. And I know you said third, but I still heard last. I got it, but that ain't what I'm saying. I'm saying take care of the relationship. Give him what he needs, but not like, you know, you become his slave. You know what I'm saying? You're contributing to the relationship by contributing to him. But if he's doing his job, then it won't be a problem for you to be third. For us, it's not a problem to be third. Like, we know we're going to take care of you, and we know we're going to take care of ourselves. (laughs) Unless you've got a princess. Uh, Well, yeah, then it's too much maintenance. It's too high maintenance, but... uh, uh, I have a saying that I was given by one of my friends in the Facebook group. Did I tell you about that, Cinderella? No, go ahead. Yeah. He said, here's, here's the character. 
her name is Cinderella, but how she introduces herself is, I'm Cinderella, motherfucker. <laughs> Don't you know you're supposed to be taking care of me? What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> oh, my God. You're not laughing. You're probably laughing at me. But, uh, Cinderella. Yeah. I'm Cinderella, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw Eddie Murphy when he was being Gumby. I'm Gumby, dumb it. <laughs> he acted all nice on stage until he became, you know, off off camera. And then he was hitting people in the head and, and talking smack. And, uh, and Rick James, he's another one, right? I'm Rick James, bitch. What's you? <laughs> so, well, women are really at their most uh, entitled, their most spoiled. Um, they become, I'm Cinderella, motherfucker. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, but those are the women that find, like, I find that those are the women that have the best men. Well, yeah, no, they have, I have, they have rarely, the that, I have rarely seen women like that who don't have phenomenal men. Well, that's because the men want to make her happy, not because they're phenomenal men. See, a mature man wouldn't put up with that. Let me just say it like that. Can you imagine Martin Luther King? Uh, interacting with Coretta because she was being like that. Can you imagine her treating him like that? Hell to the no. You think Michelle Obama was treating Barack like, yo, you better take care of me. Fuck the rest of the country. No. But he kept his eyes on her 100% while he was doing his thing. And she knew that. You can see that in their eyes when they're walking down down the walkways holding hands, smiling at each other. I don't have to be there for me to be able to see that. I think you already kind of got that, actually. I do. I think, you know, it's like, I guess that's like where the bitterness comes out is like, I mean, I see what you're saying, and I don't disagree with you. It's just like, like it's, it's, um, being the woman I am, who has always, like, put, you know, my partner's success before everything yes. and, like, have has always, like, encouraged and fostered. And, and you know, I know my, like, my my Achilles is fixing, so I'm sure I've done a whole lot of that, too. But, like, having, and I'm sure, like, that, that probably is what messed it all up, but... Um, no, that's not what messed it all it's up. It's really interesting, but it's it's really interesting to, like watch women who are that demanding and, and like inconsiderate actually end up with husbands who are very devoted to them. Yeah, and well that's yeah, women like me who have been very um committed to giving ending up often with nothing. Yeah. Like, so and, and and I've often heard women say, you know, the problem is you ask for too little and then you get nothing. Because you ask for the very little. And yeah. so that's so, what's kind of running in my head as you're speaking, just to be, like, completely honest. Beautiful, beautiful. So why don't you go back and check in with those women again? And this time, listen for how mature they are and how much they know themselves. Because if they got a guy who's scared to lose them, then they'll act any way they want to act. 
and he'll stay around and do what he wants to do because he don't want her to lose him. He don't want to lose her. And so you got two immature people depending on each other to make each other happy. And and you got women that's doing with the, her man what your guy was trying to do with you. See, you you missing out on a great man, on a good man. Follow? Just no, I missed something. Not, Say it again. Okay. Okay. Again. So, so suppose I'm inviting you to go back and have conversation with those women that you've seen be that way and listen for their maturity level and how much they really know who they are because what's happening No, I know they don't know who they are. But right, but see they not look like their men do. But no, their men don't because if their men did, they they would know that she's over there using him to make herself happy rather than know how to make herself happy and share their happiness with each other. No. She she got immature men that's that's they're treating their man like your guy was treating you when he said, you see, you, you're losing out on a good man. They're doing that. You're missing out on this vagina. You know, you act, you don't act right. I want to, you ain't getting no sex tonight, for example, could be one of their tricks. You know what I'm saying? A good man would not put up with that. He ain't got time for that. A mature man, a man who knows who he is, ain't putting up with nobody being manipulative. Just not. They may have Devoted men, but not necessarily mature men that you could partner with. Because a relationship is a partnership. We'll talk about that another time. Just consider that. I'm not saying. Yeah, I mean, I I just I don't disagree with you. It's that it's like what you're describing. Yeah, that's like what happens behind closed doors. is what I've always wanted. And, like, it. it's just, like, it is so fucking rare. Yeah. And it's really Got hard it. to, like, not lose hope in the search. Yeah, well, now the, now the thing is not to, now you're going to, what you're starting to get is it's not you. It's what's available. There's nothing wrong with you. That's what I really would like for you to get out of all of this. There's somebody out there. Well, There's a few I've of them been out there. Pretty, yeah, I've been pretty clear about that. I'm pretty okay, clear about what's out there. <laughs> all right. And then so, what I well, attract, we're always in Italian. It's worse, well, worse than looking for a lantern with no light. But, see, you, <laughs> you were a different person than you are right now. So you was looking you was looking for different things than you would be looking for right now. Because you didn't know who you was you didn't know who you was before February third. And you did the work to get to that person, to get to be that person. So now now you're learning the skill sets to make it to make it stick and to see the holes in his game where if you see any holes in his game but you ain't going to be picking those same kind of people no more. you just not. Make sense? I hope so, Tony. I really Listen, hope so. Put, put, it's put really old, painful. Put, put the whole old girl to rest. Create a, a, a you know, headstone. Have a funeral. Complete that. 
and, you know, bring out the new girl. Hey! Madonna reinvented herself at least twice. <laughs> so, yeah. you're reinventing yourself as we speak. Yeah, you got the past and your future right now. I can say that to a landmark rat, you know. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. yeah, but you're a new person. You know, between your must-haves, your principles, knowing what your purpose in life is and your relationship purpose, you different human being. You, it ain't possible for you to pick the kind of cats you would pick up a hawk. Let me say that again. It's not possible. You just couldn't stand it. All right, back to this. So, the areas of responsibility within romantic relations. So, there's, there's you, there's your partner, there's a space in between, right? So, I'm going to share with you the things you need to take care about you, the things you need to take care of your partner, and the things you need to take care about the relationship. You ready? Yeah. Okay, great. The things you need to take care of about you. You're fully responsible for this. Making sure these things are working for you. This is needs development and, and, you know, relationship building. So you need to take care of your health because he can't eat your food for you or go to the bathroom for you, right? <laughs> you need to handle your finances so you can be satisfied. You need to handle your physical condition, which means, you know, you can be healthy but have a hard time moving around. So you need to handle your physical condition, your fitness level, really, uh, your mentality, your emotional state your spiritual connection, pursuits, or whatever, and then whatever there is mechanical. So meaning uh, you need to you need to take care of, you know, your car, your stuff like that. Now, he can take care of it, but it's still your responsibility. You know what I mean? You got to make sure your life is working mechanically is what I'm saying. Hmm. Now, you can do it or you can get somebody to do it for you and get it done, but you're still ultimately responsible for you and your life. Is that Make sense? The communication? Yeah. 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 Even if it means you in create an agreement that he takes care of your physical needs, you're ultimately the buck stops with you. Even if he's doing it. But you gotta understand that it just stops with you, you know? If you don't, then you become a victim and all that other stuff. So anyhow, those are the things you get to list you know, in the email. These are the things that you are fully responsible for. Now, the things you're responsible for your partner, the areas that you're responsible for making your partner happy and take care of your partner. I'm about to read that. So these are the areas to take full responsibility for around there. What's listed below impacts your partner's feelings and their relationship's quality of intimacy, love, and trust. In addition, you're responsible for the impact your ways of being, speaking, and acting have on your partner, whether it's good or bad, Assume that you had something to do with however they're feeling, being, and acting in the moment. So there's five areas that I'm conscious of that you need to make happy, uh, you know, make it, you know, uh, rewarding, empowering, whatever, uh, in, in the relationship with your, in, with your partner. So, you know, so you're responsible for, and he's also responsible for the very same things. You're both responsible for these, these five things. You ready? Yeah, you're not sending me these in the email, so you need to write them down, right? You don't need to write them down. It's coming in the email, right? So these oh. are the five. 
Right. So these are the five things that you both need to take care of for the other one. So it's romance. You're both responsible for the romance, but having them feel romantic. The second thing is the social circle. Um, you know, being able to interact with each other's friends and making sure that you're safe in his world and he's safe in your world. Uh, family even, and at two at times. And then financial, you both want to make sure that you, know, you want to support your partner and be financially stable. And that doesn't mean giving them money. That means, like, keep, keeping them aware or whatever, whatever kind of things you need to come together on to make sure that they're feeling financially empowered or experiencing financial empowerment. Um, if you're living together and you're married or, you you know, you, you want to be married or you're living together, you want to make sure your home life is working. I call it your domicile. But you want to make sure that home works for the both of you, and especially home works for your partner. And then last, communication. So those are the five things you need to take care of and have your partner feel empowered around. Like that's where you're taking care of your partner. And then uh, last is the relationship, the space in between. So the space in between called the relationship, um, it is, you know, where you bring your vision, your habits, your mindset, your experience, all of that stuff, and, co- and connect it with theirs, and then you build a life and a series of agreements uh, together over time that has y'all be able to live and work and function together. That's what the relationship is, and I'm going to talk more about that in a minute. But you're both responsible for the relationship. You more than him because you're better at it than he is, and he's better at taking care of things than you are. Generally speaking, that's usually how it is. You know, I don't know too many uh, guys that are cooks that are married to somebody who's a construction worker or a female that's a construction worker, but generally speaking, it's the other way around. You know what I'm saying? Um, I never said that before. Interesting. All right, so uh, in the relationship part, you're both responsible for the quality of sex, uh, for the finances, for the family relations, for emotions, managing emotions, having great emotions, feeling great, and then communication. Both responsible for the quality of that. And so you're better at those things than he is. He's better at the, the thingy things than you are, generally speaking. And um, But those are the areas that you all need to be paying attention to. Now, if you have any other areas that come up in your life that show up for you, you should add this to your list because that will be more like personal. But start out with that. That's the, that's, that's, that's the major aspects of it. So, all right. Any questions about that? Because I got one more piece I got to go through. Um, yeah, I mean, like clarity, uh, probably just repetition. So you're saying that taking care the areas in which to take care of your partner first are the emotions and um, overall kind of well-being, place at home. Um, there's something no. else you said that I don't remember. No, let me straight, let me help you straighten this out. Yeah. So men need to take care of their woman first, the relationship second, and himself third. Women need to take care of their relationships first, her partner second, and then herself third. But what I did when I shared with you those three things just now, for yeah, you, I, heard I would, that, that right. stayed. What didn't stay were the areas under each. Yeah. So, so if you're if, so, let me say it like this: as a woman, if you're focusing on the relationship first, 
You'd be no, dealing no, with I, I got that. No, no, I got that. That's not my concern. What I didn't get okay. are the areas underneath each. So I got the woman, like, man first, relationship second, and myself third, and the man, um, like, the woman first, the relationship second, and himself third. When you so see I got this list. Okay, also, let me make it simple for you. Ready? When yeah. you see this list, you want to, as a woman, I recommend you at least start this way. You want to make it personal for you, right? It's most, most accurate for you as possible. So what I'm about to say may not be perfectly accurate for you, but you can use this as a design structure to help you understand who you're going to be in a relationship, Okay. Yeah, I, I, don't think you're, I don't think you're hearing my question. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. So what I didn't want and I wanted a review of because they didn't stick are the areas. So you said under the areas, you, were, you said under relationship, you're responsible for a certain number of areas. Under yourself, you're like under myself, I remember that. So my profession, my body, my health. Okay. Like, I remember those under what right. I'm responsible for, my finances, right? Yeah. Uh, my yeah. mechanical, right? right? So that right. was myself. So that stayed. And the other right. two categories didn't. Like, the categories under taking care of the relationship and under taking care of him. Okay, great. So let me let me go back with those. Yeah. Um, so uh, taking care of your And you can just list them. You don't have to explain them. Just list them again yeah, so fine. that I, they stick. Thank you. Yeah, I got it. I got it. All right. So uh, your partner. The areas you need to take care of your partner because you need to be responsible for the fact that you have an impact on your partner is romance, your social circles, his social circle, uh, and yours, really both, and then uh, financial, home life, communication. Romance, social circles, finance, home life, communication. Okay. Got it. Okay. Great. So, the space called the space in between called the relationship. There's five things there. There's uh sex, finances, family, emotions, and communication. One second. One morning sound. Sex. Uh finance. Sex, finances. One family. more time. Sex, finance, family. Emotions and communication. Okay. So, what I would say, I didn't notice before, this is awesome I'm about to say, this is, this is expansion here. Um, when you see this list, the way I have it that a woman needs to take care of the relationship first, her partner second, and herself third. This is in reverse. So I wanted to focus on you when I put it together, like you need to take care of you first, and or you need to focus on taking care of you in here. I started with you, then your partner, then the relationship. But in this case, uh, the way I have it is in reverse. But what I would also invite you to do, which I never said before, is to look at this list and see what's the most important things for you. How would you want to use these three things, these three areas, and um, and then I'm going to give you something else to work with on top of that. And we can talk about it another time. It's just the first time I ever thought of it. And I'm like, wow, that's a good idea. 
So, um, you ready for the next stage? Next thing? Yeah, go ahead. Great. So, um, in addition to relationships, the nature of relationships is that uh, relationships are three-dimensional, you, your partner, and the space in between. The space in between is two-dimensional. There's two parts to the space in between. I call it part baby, part business. <laughs> I love that. So the space in between is two-headed. A two-headed way of reviewing, of viewing relationships is, in reality, a great way to manage the space in between. So um, part baby, part business. So the baby viewpoint is all about keeping your attention on the emotions of the three aspects of your relationship, you, your partner, and the space in between. The emotional side of the relationship is completely personal, and the best way to manage this is to look at, monitor, and remain ever vigilant in making sure that you know uh, the impact your ways of being, acting, and reacting are having on the relationship and on your partner. The following list contains some of the areas to look at. Emotional outbursts, sadness, rejection, breaking or keeping agreements, sex and intimacy, romance or lack of romance, respect, withholding, acknowledgement or lack of acknowledgement. Your actions, the actions of your partner and at times the unexpected will impact the emotions of each partner. How you deal with the emotions that come up will determine the quality of your relationships. So, Another way of saying this is you can never take your eyes off the emotions of the relationship. You got to treat it like it's a two-month-old. Even if the two-year-old sleep, two-month-old is sleeping and you're sleeping, as soon as you hear, you're awake again because <laughs> you know that baby can't take care of itself, right? So if you are watching you and your partner both are really paying attention to the emotional parts of the relationship, uh, you will be able to take care of that relationship. And because women are more skillful at it and more uh, uh, comfortable with it um, and more self-expressed in it and have more permission to be dealing in that area of emotions, that's the area where you can take care of the relationship the best. Because men have been told they can't allow themselves to be emotional uh, other than, um, well, I'll tell you in a second, uh, after seven years old, no late, seven is the oldest that anybody will let a boy in society act like any old way he want to be, unless he's like mentally retarded or something. I mean, you can't control him and that's how it goes, right? So men are not allowed to, like, cry, be sad, and all that other stuff. If we're not being strong and tough, everybody be looking at us like, what's wrong with that guy? So that's why that's y'all's domain, the emotions domain the baby side of the, of the relationship. And that's why the man needs to keep his eye on you at all times because he needs to make sure that you're feeling safe and the best way for him to do it is not by managing his emotions but by managing yours, by helping you take care of you when you can't even, you're not even conscious of taking care of yourself. You know how many times I was standing online watching a woman run to the bathroom like she was scared she's going to pee on herself and then find out later, she had to go to the bathroom the last hour and a half. She had to wait until the last second. Oh, Dad, I really got to go to pee. <laughs> That's why the guy's supposed to be like, listen, honey, go take a nap. Honey, 
go pee. Like, honey, you got to eat because <laughs> we need to see you about to do that crap again. Make sense? Yeah. That may not be you, but it is most women, I'm going to tell you, my, my observation. So anyhow, that's the emotional side, the baby side of the, of the relationship. The both of y'all need to keep your eyes on it as if you got a two-month-old in the house, and you need to look at it like that for the next 30 years. Just say it. Now, the other side, as a business. In business, leaders and owners look for solutions to problems, metrics to see what can or needs to be improved upon, and, and does research to make sure that uh, they, what they think is accurate is actually indeed accurate. They treat their business as a math equation. The business viewpoint of relationships is all about the world of things that impact relationships. Those things should be treated as objectively as uh, and business-like as possible. This includes, but is not limited to, money, family and social relationships, physical and fitness and health, home environment, or anything that resides in the world of things, meeting needs, stuff like that. This is because things can impact emotions, but only if you let them. <laughs> By looking at what can be dealt with unemotionally, you'll free yourself, free up your mind to see clearly what needs to be handled, and then just go handle them. Like a business who needs more sales, Look at the functionality of your relationships without emotions, and you'll be more productive and happier in the long run. Why is that, Tony? Because feelings are terrific servants, but terrible masters. <laughs> so, if you're not if you're not using the emotional aspects of your relationship for creating love, you're probably making an emotional mess. That is the end of this assignment, this, assess, this section. There's two sides. There's the everything you got to do side, there's the emotions, and then there's the most unemotional side, which is really bring, uh, bring everything and nothing. You know, life is empty and meaningless, and is empty and meaningless, yeah. and is empty and meaningless. Right, like that. Right. Yeah. And the emotional side, is every, it means everything. So you got to manage the emotions. Because when you manage the emotions, great. Oh, my God! It goes like that. Uh, and by the way, next session, we talk about emotions. We're going all the way in. So uh, I have an optional assignment. It's optional. So uh, I'll just read it to you, and you can either do it or not do it, but I recommend you do it, but, you know, it's optional. Look at each – look at all of your relationships and identify which aspects of your relationships – uh, tend to be either basically emotional or basically unemotional. Let this inquiry uh, help you see how Can you can relate. Can I write this down or are you going to send it to me? No, no I'm sending it. I'm, sending it to you. I'm just giving it to you like I'm reading it so you see me present to it. Okay, great. Thank you. This, this inquiry, this assignment is intended for you to see how you've been relating to relationships. When have you operated true to what we stated earlier and when you haven't? I believe if you give this your full attention, and intention, you'll emerge as a much more skillful relationship partner because you'll recognize patterns that don't serve you and then be able to eliminate them. So that is uh, session two of Happily Ever After. Thank uh, you. Any, any feedback, comments? 
I mean, just sounds like, just like really hit me. The baby business part really hit me because, I mean, it really hit home why I felt like I was doing 90% of the work or 99.9% of the work because I was. Because I was tending to the emotional and then, you know, when I asked them to just do stuff, I could never count on them doing it. So the result was that I was doing it all. Well, that's what happened with mature men. And besides, you don't know the great thing about mature men? They can see who you are as well as you can see who they are. <laughs> awesome. No. I got, I got it. I really so got that, it. that just, like, really hit me right now. It's like a punch in my stomach. Yeah. So now you know even more how to choose the right guy because he needs to be looking to take care of you. Not like he's going to be your butler. But he's your partner, and he's taking care of the parts that he's supposed to take care of. While you take care of the parts you're supposed to take care of, whatever that is, because you got to learn how to re, re uh, how to design your relationship together. And uh, you will um, be able to do that because um, session four, I'm gonna give you a tool. I'll just tell you right now, I'm gonna give you a tool called um, Personal Life Charter. You're gonna fill that out, and that's gonna be the source of what the real purpose of the personal life charter is, uh, which is to uh, have your partner do theirs, and then you create a combined charter that is called the relationship charter that comes in session four. All right. Yeah. In the meantime, you need to understand what's going on so you can make powerful decisions. Um, and then once you go to like, how do we make agreements, consciously create the relationship, you'll be using that tool. So, Anyhow, um, listen, I love this uh, this call, this session with you. I learned a lot. I definitely got to listen to this one because you gave me at least three things I could add to this program. So you are the bomb, my son. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate you. And I will get Eddie to text you the address in case you want to go. Oh, yeah. Do that. I love that. I didn't didn't forget. There you go. Thank you. All right. Uh, Take good care, man. Yeah. No, I just like need to sit with what I just saw. That's all. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Go handle your business. Talk to you later. Take care. Bye bye, Tony. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.